0: Hey, you guys, welcome to the 29th episode of Intuitively Unapologetic. My name is Mikhail. You can listen to the podcast on Apple and Spotify and other streaming services. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Intuitively Unapologetic. So, yeah, you guys, we back with another episode. I'm glad to be back. Um, Like I said last episode because, like, we have not been having episodes in, like, four months. And so now we're back. And I'm just really trying to, like get back into the swing of things and like i don't know i mean i wouldn't say i'm uncomfortable i'm definitely comfortable but i don't know just trying to get back into the energy of recording every well once a week or whatever but i am glad to be back because like i said last episode i miss recording episodes so i hope everybody had a good week this week i had a good week thus far um I honestly it was it was Labor Day weekend, so I had like me a three day weekend or whatever. I didn't do anything for Labor Day I really like to be honest, I don't really do much for holidays anymore like any holiday, not just Labor Day, but just like any holiday like when I was younger i guess I'd be more involved with holidays or like far as like visiting and doing stuff or whatever but now i just don't care i just be want to be alone be at home <clears throat> like if i do do something for a holiday because somebody begged me to come somewhere but other than that i'd be in my house not really i really just be chilling i think like once i get a husband and like kids i feel like that's when holidays will be more exciting for me you know, just spending time with family, like when I have my own family. But I mm. know the next holiday is coming up is like Thanksgiving. I don't even think I'm gonna go back home for Thanksgiving. To be honest, I just really I don't know. I might go home from Christmas. I'm either gonna do Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'm not doing both. Okay. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the introvert in me. Um. Yeah, it's definitely an introvert in me. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, you guys. Don't judge me. I'm like the deadbeat, the deadbeat family member. I don't know if y'all seen, <laughs> if y'all seen that online, like that meme. But yeah, I'm the deadbeat family member. Um, What else happened? Yeah, so I was just chilling this week, this weekend. That's really, that's been going on, you guys. Also, before I even get into the show for real, I wanted to say that um I must I'm going to actually put my email like the podcast email in the I think it's like the bio part the description of the show that way if you guys want like if you guys have like any feedback, anything you want to tell me, any suggestions, you know, we can interact that way. Um so I'm definitely going to put that there i did want to mention that before i even get into the topic but let's just get into the topic i don't want to i don't want to want the intro to be too long because i do realize that i was like do my intros be too long i don't know like do my intros be too long like of course i be wanting to tell you guys about my day about my weekend if you know something has popped up but i don't want to be dragging stuff out so i do i do want to get to the show because i know you know whatever topic i talk about i'm pretty sure you guys came for the topic but I do be want to keep y'all up on, like, my mental health and all that other good stuff. But I'm trying not to drag out the intro. too long moving forward. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into the show. Y'all, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what I'm going to name this show or this episode. Um, I know what I want to talk about, about. I'll-, <laughs> I'll figure it out later. But basically what I want to talk about is, like, left-hand work. That's what I want to talk about, that left hand work, that dark magic, the that thing that's kind of, you know, taboo to talk about. I want to talk about that today. And really my whole purpose of wanting to talk about it because I just, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's a certain type of energy around that. And I feel like sometimes when people come into their spiritual journey, they can be a little weary, a little scared about Doing left hand work. I feel like it's a lot of misconceptions about left hand work. Um and stuff of that nature. So I'm just like, why not have an episode over it to just like explain left hand work, I guess, and why we should do it, when should we do it, why it's important to know how to do it, and all of this kind of stuff. Because like I said, a lot of misconceptions about it. And so when I think of left hand work, you guys I look at left hand work as like a means of survival. I look at it in that way. And I also look at it in, in a way of like self-love, if that makes sense. Um, and so when I say means of survival, but what I particularly practice, because you know, there's different practices or whatever, what I practice, you know, I I am my ethnic my ethnicity is African American. I have ancestors who have been enslaved in, you know, past past years. And they came from Africa, came over to the States and their spiritual practices that they brought from Africa was basically like their means of survival, their way of getting through and not just for protection, but you know, just for like health reasons, like when the slaves were enslaved, you know, of course they went to other parts other than the U.S. But when they were brought to the U.S., when the ones that were brought to the U.S., you know they were put in the southern states so slavery was only in the south and i'm only saying this because i mean i'm pretty sure some of you guys know this but you know i know that not everybody is part of this ethnicity i know not everybody even lives in this country where i live so um so yeah they brought their stuff to the south because in the south there was not um Really, there was no good health care. Like, there was not good healthcare in the South. And, you know, they did root work and stuff like that as a means of survival. Um, even as time went on, survival with love, like love magic, trying to keep, you know, having to be able to keep a man because women's rights were not a thing back then. And having a man was your way of surviving. Having that financial stability within a man. Um, Money spells. Having money. Where survival. Protecting yourself from evil. Even during slavery, there were enslaved slaves that were doing left-hand magic to be able to protect themselves. And so, I say all that to say, so like when I look at protection, when I think of protection... And I look back on history, yeah. I look at it as like a means of survival. It's definitely a means of survival for me. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of folks are scared to survive for whatever reason. I feel like it's a lot of misconceptions out there. A lot of just different fears surrounding left-hand work, which I kind of said earlier. But let me tell you something. There's going to be a time in your life, like on your spiritual journey, I feel like it's going to be a time Where you're going to be put in a position to where where it's like, you got to do left hand work. You know what I'm saying? And you got to know how to defend yourself. That's why it's so important to have like these defense um, tactics and all this stuff put in place and and know how to protect yourself. Because I feel like it's going to come a time within your journey where you're going to have to be able to defend yourself. And that's not to scare anybody. It's just for you guys to be ready. Um, because like I said, I know it's a lot of misconceptions and stuff like that and I think I think the misconceptions and fear come from different places like I think it comes from, um like just it being something that's not really talked about so it's a lot of mystery around it. its a lot of when things are unknown sometimes, Fear is brought into the unknown. Like, sometimes we fear the things that we don't know. And I feel like a lot of people don't know everything. They don't know the full story or whatever. I think fear is created because of, like, entertainment purposes. Like, when you look at certain movies and, you know, it's it's filled with magic and metaphysical things. Like, usually they like to, like, emphasize the left-hand work. And make it something, make it like this demonic thing. And so that puts fear into society. And then, even with the African American community, um, you know, black people, well, I'm not gonna say black people, I'm gonna say African Americans because that's its own ethnicity. Not everybody is black, is African American. So, within the African American community, there's a lot of Afrophobia. And because our ancestors, you know, practice magic, and and the magic that they practice were just spiritual practice based off off, um, in Africa, there is that Afrophobia. Anything that's connected to Africa, sometimes there's this Afrophobia. For whatever reason, in the African-American community, that's a different story. So there's that fear there. And also just, um, I think, religion. You know, there's a lot of... Not a lot. I don't know. Like, religion in itself like I feel like there are some people who are religious who are very like closed-minded in a sense very narrow-minded and it's like okay if you have your set beliefs and you believe this nothing is wrong with that like I am all for people believing what they want to believe I'm all for people practicing whatever religion they want to practice whether you know they're religious or not like I don't care um I think we all have the right to do whatever we we do and practice whatever we practice and follow whatever we follow. Um, my, My whole concern with that really is just for the ones who are religious. And then, you know, instead of focusing on their own practices, they go out and spew just things about people who don't have the certain same beliefs as them, especially when it comes to people who are, little bit more spiritual a little bit more in tune with the divine or whatever so see it's just a lot of misconceptions a lot of fear that's put out But like i said eventually y'all i feel like everybody's gonna be put in a situation to where they're gonna have to defend themselves spirit will sometimes set it up so that we'll have to be able to defend ourselves i even have my own personal story okay um, well, I'll talk about later. So yeah, protection is just important. You know, I'm always making sure that I have things in place. So it, so when there is type of workings, it don't even have to be combative, that combative or combative at all, because there's stuff set in place. I know, I think it was like, when was that last month? I think it was last month. My mama came over my house. Uh, yeah, the end of last month, she had came over my house looking around and stuff like this and like you know just seeing what i got going on being those and and she was like why do i have all this protection work around the house and all this kind of stuff because like i make sure like in every aspect there's some type of protection there you guys not just my house but other stuff as well and she's just like you know why live in fear and i'm like nobody's living in fear you know i'm staying ready so i don't have to ever get ready that's why i have all this stuff around. and so, you know, you know it's not about living in fear because when you put stuff in place like your mind literally can be at ease. and really It is more, it's more so of a mindset thing too. Like you definitely have to change your mindset thinking when it comes to left work and just know that, know the power that you have, the autonomy that you have over your life and that people can't harm you. You know what I'm saying? Because I even had my own experience you guys, where I was put in a situation where I you know, I was going through like my tower moments or whatever. And I was put in a situation where it was this man last year. I had worked somewhere last year. I don't work there anymore, but I had worked somewhere last year and there was this guy that was over me. Some old ass man, old enough to be my daddy, that was very concerned about me and you concerned about me in a in a way that he should not be concerned about me. And basically, you know, he was jealous of me. I picked up that spirit. I picked on that spirit very, very, like, after meeting him. I picked up that spirit. Like, he was a, he was very jealous of me. And he was also a narcissist. I picked up that as well, just, you know, seeing his behavior or whatever, just throughout time. And then when it was time for me to, like, to me just wanted to move on to other stuff, like, this man then even though he had jealousy for me he knew i was beneficial for him and he basically tried to tarnish my dreams but i think he was unprepared he was very unprepared and i was very prepared and i think he also just was careless because that's the thing you guys you know sometimes it's when you out in public or when you meeting people sometimes it's good to keep to yourself you know, about what you do spiritually and all of this kind of stuff. Like sometimes it's good to have that mystery about you because sometimes when people don't know certain things, that's when they get careless. And because he was careless, he just turned around and fucked his own self up because I was very protected. He didn't know what spirits I work with. He didn't know what I do, what I have put in place. And he ended up fucking his own self up. And I'm out of that situation. So it just goes to show that, you know at some point in your journey you may be put in a situation to where you have to be put in stuff like that so it's very important you guys outside of that to just make sure that you're doing your divination whether it's for yourself or you're getting it done by somebody else just to see what is going on in your life like at least if not every week at least every two or three weeks you know Do some sort of divination to see like, hey, what's going on? So, in case spirit wants to warn you. Not only did I see it through a reading, but because I'm clairvoyant, I had a dream about it, you know? And, you know, that's a whole long story. That was just to make a long story short. But be prepared, you guys. Be prepared through certain tactics that you put in place and be prepared through like divination, Just knowing what is going on in your life so you can be prepared. So moving on, you guys, I just want to say before you get into like workings, I think it's very good to have discernment with yourself and also have discernment when it comes to others. That's because this is the thing when you don't have discernment, you guys, you don't have clarity. And when you don't have clarity, you don't really see things clearly. Okay, and this this doesn't apply to everybody because some people, you know, they have good discernment. They have good clarity. And then there's some people that have been through some things in life to where when it comes to other people and when it comes to interacting with other people, they don't necessarily have good discernment and have good clarity. Okay, that's why when you come into your spiritual journey, that's why it is heavily promoted for like people to like focus on shadow work and healing focus on some of that the the some of the negative and dark side of you that project out onto others because you want to do things through love you know what i'm saying and sometimes when you have a lot of dark energy a lot of stagnant energy a lot of like blocked energy within you and somebody does something to you or somebody does something that you think they did to you and in reality they really didn't do and then you turn around and you just automatically charge forward, do the left-hand work, building up these karma points because you didn't really have the right to do it. That's one. And then it's like, it's because you're projecting out that negative behavior. And I understand, like... And I know I said like do shadow work and healing in the beginning, but you know, you're you're always going to be doing shadow work. You're always going to be doing healing in some shape, way or form in your spiritual journey. But when coming into it or in the beginning, you definitely want to do the shadow work on some of your characteristics and how it like projects out onto people. Good exercise for that is just writing down how you interact in a day-to-day basis and seeing like at what part of the day were you triggered by somebody and really analyze that situation and just keep track of it and see if there's like a pattern and then try to go from there. Like it takes time to find the things that, you know, we do, you know, if you have loved ones or like real good friends or family that really care about you, Sometimes you can ask them like, hey, you know, is there certain things about me that I project out negatively? So you can work on those things. And the more you work on the things, the more you're going to have discernment and clarity. Because I'm going to be honest. when I came, Not even when I came into my journey, but before I came into my journey, I had a very, very defensive spirit. Like, I was a very defensive person. Very defensive. Always defensive about what people said and it wasn't until later that I realized like some of that shadow side of me and started working on that stuff but I was very defensive and that all had went back to like a part of me that I never healed a part of me that um, I just went through things when I was younger and it just projected out as to me as an adult to where I'm very defensive when it comes to people and what they say and I didn't really have good discernment. I would say for me, criticism, you guys, was a very heavy thing that I experienced growing up. And I feel like people who have a a defensive spirit that's always on edge, they probably have had the same issue of always being criticized when they was younger. So if that's something that happened to you when you was younger, you was criticized a lot. You know Try to see if there's anything there and how do you interact with people today? You know what I'm saying? But back then, before, my, before I got deeper into my journey, I didn't know all that. I didn't know anything about healing and shadow work. And, you know, I'm just living life and experiencing, you know. But, um, yeah, criticism was something that was a heavy thing for me that I experienced growing up. And, you know, as a child, you know, my mother, she criticized me a lot. You know and it's not to say anything bad about her because you know eventually she did apologize or whatever and I, I realized later like it didn't have anything necessarily to do with me it was more so had everything to do with her and what she went through and that's why like you know i'm able to realize that and break like that generational um that generational pattern or whatever but at the time i didn't know all this you know what i'm saying And I was criticized a lot as a, um, when I was younger, growing up, just from anything, really. I mean, I get criticized for, like, my appearance. Like, I don't know if I, yeah, I did mention this on the first episode, you guys. Like, I am the black sheep of everywhere I go. You know, whether it's school, family, like, any space I go into, usually I am the black sheep. I'm, like, the odd one, like, standing out. And so, you know, when I was growing up you know I had my own sense of style my own personality my own um aesthetic or whatever and you know sometimes my mom she would just you know criticize the things that I wore because you know it wasn't necessarily her fashion taste. she would criticize it or you know there'd be instances where I would just walk into the room where she was in it and I just knew that she would just look me up and down, like she would do this like all the time. She would look me up and down and find something wrong, always, a lot of times. Even now, she even though she apologized, even now she still does that, and I have to say something. But at the time, that's what I, you know, I was going through, and it makes you feel like you know something is always wrong with you, and you become start to be more on edge when. Things like that start to happen. Not only that, but, you know, just being teased in school. um, Sometimes about the way that I pronounce some of my words. So just around my peers, like sometimes I will get teased about how I pronounce some of my words. How I talk. Because this is the thing. Mothers are, ideally mothers are supposed to be nurturers. And we look to our mothers as nurturers. And my mom is like, excuse me my mom was like from the country like the country country you know cows cotton getting up with the roosters that type of country and just growing up and so with that being said it's like most people in households like when you look at a family dynamic you're gonna take a lot of your your ethnicity a lot of your culture is going to come from your mother because your mother is supposed to be the nurturer your mother is supposed to teach you you know um care for you whatever so you're going to take a lot of her culture a lot of a lot of her um ethnicity so because she had a certain accent because she pronounced words a certain way you know me just going to school and being around other peers who mothers or whatever family you know spoke in a different way you know, they weren't used to how I was speaking and how I was speaking was technically wrong to them. And so I was always getting, like, you know, teased about that kind of stuff sometimes. And then there's, again, me being a little girl, being criticized and thinking something is wrong with me. And it wasn't really until, like, I kind of moved because I did move uh, eventually and move here, move there. And it wasn't until then, like my accent um wasn't as thick and i pronounced some of my words and more of the way that everybody else around me was pronouncing them because it was it's more so not because i wanted to like assimilate or whatever because i'ma always be me at the end of the day but it's more so of those those things is like when you're in certain spaces when you're in certain environments sometimes you're subconscious like whoever you're around sometimes embedded in your subconscious to have certain mannerisms and have a certain way of talking and so eventually that did change a little bit so that was just another example you guys of me being criticized as a child not only that um being bullied as a child okay i was bullied in elementary school i was bullied in middle school i was bullied in high school okay and so again there i go just feeling defenseless to where later i'll have a defensive spirit all of those years was tough for me because some of those years was physical it wasn't always mental some of those years was physical abuse and it was just because i was a black sheep because i was different and when you're different people sometimes they get upset with it they don't like that and so they tend to like pick on people and tease people who are like that and so i was very defenseless you know i remember and i I was very defenseless and i always felt like very small like throughout them years and i remember one time this was when i was like in high school and i remember like these girls we had like the suicide prevention day or whatever. Um, it was like Suicide Prevention Week, actually, and I remember us going to the auditorium, and these two girls that actually uh, was bullying me at the time, one of the teachers got them to like actually say something about bullying and suicide prevention, and I'm just like, how ironic, and I remember at the time just feeling small, feeling annoyed, feeling like inadequate because it's like, damn, do my life not matter? <laughs> you know, at the time, that's how I was feeling and that and then just stuff like that just goes towards me being very defenseless you know and not having that emotional support because i don't feel like i grew up with emotional support i didn't have anybody i could go to for emotional support and every time i did try to go to emotional support somehow i was made to feel like the victim you know what i'm saying which that's a whole different story a whole different episode But just always feeling small, always feeling defenseless, always being criticized. And I don't, you know, I don't have no hate, no, you know, I don't have any hate or I don't have any bad feelings about any of those people um, who has hurt me or did anything like that to make me defenseless. Because what I had to realize is that, you know, sometimes we just have to go through shit. And sometimes, you know... And sometimes we have to look at things as like, even though they were the villain in my life, I was also the villain in somebody else's life. Like we've all been the villain, we've all played the bad part in somebody's else's life. It may not have been as harsh in certain ways, but we've all have made somebody feel bad. We've all played the villain in somebody's life. We've all been a part of somebody's lessons where we weren't the the great person. You know, we were the bad person. So I try to look at things like that. I've definitely healed, definitely, you know, worked on that trauma, especially recently. I worked on a lot of that kind of trauma. But um, these are just things to keep in mind. And so because I'm defenseless, because I've always been criticized, because I've been through this, this and that, I was now as an adult, like when I became 18, for some reason, like... I don't know, I guess your whole mindset changes and you're thinking about responsibility and you're thinking about like, how am I going to be an adult? You know what I'm saying? And for me, it was like, you know, I have to be able to protect myself. I have to, you know, I can't let people treat me in such a way that I've been treated before. But the thing is, because I didn't really dissect everything I had been through, because I really didn't understand everything that I've been through, because I didn't really see how those things projected out in me. Um, I was just, I, I, I was very defensive when I turned 18. Like I just had this very defensive attitude, um, when just trying to be able to protect myself as an adult, if that makes sense. And so I'm going to be honest. I was like, I felt like I always was like in fight or flight mode. if If that's how you say it, like fight or flight mode as an adult, like with everybody and every little thing um just always on my p's and q's like always anxious always like you know just with everything that people say and do No, just the way that people look at me like if somebody looked the wrong way you know now I'm probably upset because it's like why are they looking at me in this way when really they probably wouldn't even look at me in that way giggles don't like when people like don't like when people giggle around me I don't I think that's more so of like me developing like social anxiety and stuff over the course of years dealing with um things in a social setting to where it caused me to have anxiety so i don't like so i started not liking when people giggle around me even now i'm gonna be honest sometimes it does make me anxious when people giggle around me but i have to like calm myself down because i have learned calming mechanisms to work on that social anxiety. I don't think it's anything that you can actually, like, get rid of. It's more so of learning how to cope with it. So, I cope with giggles with just trying to calm myself down and just talk to myself in my head and tell myself, like, hey, you know, they're probably not even thinking about you. Like, let it go. Also, not being able to decipher tone, like, the tonality of people. Like, you know, I'm always thinking, like, when somebody questions me or somebody makes a comment, you know... I'm automatically in that fight or flight mode and it's like I'm on 10 and I'm very defensive um, when I probably shouldn't be because I automatically think somebody giving me advice, somebody telling me this or commenting is automatically making me feel like I did when I was a little girl, always being criticized. And now as an adult, I'm trying to defend myself and because I'm like in this fight or flight mode, that is how it's projecting out and I didn't realize that okay i didn't realize that going to college you guys that was a whole different experience like going to college with a defensive spirit let me tell you it was a lot it was a lot you know roommates you know i'm with the roommate thing like every single year i went to you went all four years and every year there was something with the roommate like i i pretty much believe that every year I got a new roommate like somebody either moved out or I moved out like there was always an issue because I was always very defensive and I always would get mad about the little things because I always was like thinking I always was just trying to protect that little girl in me and I didn't want anybody to hurt me and I didn't want anybody to run over me and so I projected it out and always trying to like make sure nobody ever got one up on me And so I was very just getting mad about stupid shit, like spoons in the sink, people being over, like stupid stuff, you guys, stupid stuff. Couldn't keep friends. Like I literally graduated with no friends. Like I would meet people and then they would do something or they would, you know, make me upset and I would just automatically drop them and didn't care, would never speak to them again, you know? literally graduated college with no friends at all no friends and I think a lot of those friendships could have been like salvaged if there was better communication if I would just communicate how I felt but because I didn't want to be hurt because I didn't want to be that hurt little girl you know it was just best for me to just just walk away just walk away so I went, feel like I'm being used in all of this kind of stuff. It was just easier that way when there could have been communication. But because I did grow up in a household where communication skills were just awful, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to communicate with people, I didn't know how to actually handle conflict, handle um, actual issues when it came to communication. It was either it was go- the communication was going to be all the way on 10 or we're just not going to communicate at all. It was either or. It was, you know, it was either too high or too low. And so a lot of the times when it came to friends, it's like I just washed my hands of it. Just washed my hands of it. And on to the next. Get another friend. Same story replayed. And that's not to say, like, some of my friends or some of my, you know, roommates at the time didn't do things that... You know, weren't the best because when looking back on it, like some of the stuff they did was kind of messed up, but it wasn't to the point of it was always could have been to the point of communication really could have just solved everything, you know what I'm saying? So that's how that played out. And so, as I really, it wasn't really until I got into my journey and was along my journey to where I just tried to. And just learning, like, certain things about myself to where I realized, like, hey, I'm a very defensive person. Like, I'm always getting upset. I'm always thinking somebody is out to get me. I'm always thinking, like, somebody is trying to make me feel less than and small. And then that's when I started to realize that then that's when spirit was starting to let me have better discernment and better clarity when it comes to things. You know, I'm learning what, it. you know, at the time, learning what it means to have peace, learning what it means to be calm, learning what it means to be environments where it can be peaceful and calm. You know, constantly reminding my younger self, like, hey, you're safe. Like, sometimes I literally, you know, just talk to my younger self, And I'm just telling my younger self, like, hey, you're safe. You know, no one can hurt you like they did in the past. No one is trying to hurt you. I know, you know, nobody defended you in the past, but I'm here to defend you right now and in a healthy way. You know, I'm protecting my younger self. I'm working with my younger self. So that younger part of me doesn't project out. Like, even now, when it comes to certain people, like... I I will just really just be in my mind, like even during the conversation and just try to calm my younger self down, my younger self down, so that discernment and that clarity can come out. And I'm still working with my my younger self. I'm not going to lie, but I've come, come a long way. And I will say I'm not defensive like I used to be. You know, I realized like, hey, Got the power to control the type of environment I am and the energy and space that I'm also in as well. And so I say all that, you guys, to say this is that you really just have to have good discernment and clarity. Because just imagine if I would have came into my journey, not even did the shadow work, not even really cared about any of the things I went to. Just wanted to go straight to money spells, straight to love spells, straight to, you know, all of these kind of spells without even doing the healing work. Because that is the thing, and that is the case sometimes. Like some people come into the spiritual journey just focused on, you know, love, magic, and career, and all this kind of stuff. I'm not saying, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong to have a certain intent when coming to the journey. Like whatever your reason is, it's a coming into like a, a spiritual journey. That's your reason. It's not right or wrong. But I think at the least, like we should all you know, do that shadow work and see how we do things. Because if not, you're not going to be manifesting from a place of love. When I told you about that, that older man, that older, um, the supervisor and stuff that tried to do what he did to me, he could have easily manifested something to where he could have the type of help that he wanted, but because he didn't manifest, manifest from a place of, because he wasn't trying to manifest from a place of love. He had to try to hurt me to to get to where he get to get to get it to how he wanted to get his reality to how he wanted to get his reality. And in the end, winding up fucking over himself. And so, yeah, you know, if I have that good discernment, you guys, and I acted the same way I acted then, I would probably get upset over someone about the littlest stuff and then just go and do my left hand work, do my dark magic or whatever, whatever it is you want to call it. And just put that out onto that person and gain these karma points because I had no right to do that left hand work because they didn't do anything to me to where that was caused. It was all in my mind. It was all a mind thing. So you have to get your projections really in check because there are people. I remember following this one person like on Facebook or whatever. Um, I actually had to end up unfollowing her, but She would just be on her um, Facebook, like on her little story or whatever, just always doing like dark magic (laughs) and just always talking about how this person did this and this person like who has that much drama in their lives? Like, to be honest, who has that much drama in their lives? Like a lot of the times when you have so much drama in your lives, it all goes back to you. (laughs) <laughs> and that's not to judge because when I look back on my problems and how I wasn't able to interact with other people and just always having problems with other people, especially when I like, was like in college, it all trailed back to me. And so I say all that to say like, that could be you too. That could be you too. If If you don't do the shadow work or if you don't know if you have really good discernment or not, it's very good to have. So it's very good to have good discernment in this journey you guys and so like i was saying earlier spirit sometimes will put you in a position to where you have to defend yourself i know a lot of people you know they try to i know a lot of people you know try to promote this whole love and light everything is not love and light everything is not rainbows and sunshines and ponies and horses galloping like white horses galloping like it's not always like that you guys Sometimes you're going to have to be in a position to where you have to defend yourself. And spirit wants you to defend yourself, okay? People are rather you just think about love and light and being out down in the gutter and being fucked over and all this kind of stuff than actually protecting yourself. Just think about if I would have never protected myself last year. I would still be entrapped in a situation where somebody thought they had um, control over my, my reality, my life autonomy and no they don't have any of that you know what i'm saying if i was just love and liked if i just thought love 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 and like all the time if that's what i live by i would have been that person that would have been just trapped and so with the whole situation with people really just trying you people um and you having to defend yourself i remember i was put in this one situation with spirit and it was this girl, it was this girl that was just, I, it was like a tick for tack with her. It, it. I was really losing a lot of energy, really just annoyed, mentally annoyed, tick for tack, tick for tack, tick for tack, like the type of environment that me and her, her was in. And like... For whatever reason, I never did anything about this situation. It was always just tick for tack, tick for tack, tick for tack. And so when I was finally able to get away from this person, you guys, um, you know, it wasn't until I got in a different space to where I met a person just like her. And sometimes that will happen. Like sometimes Spirit will put us in a position to where we have to defend ourselves and we wind up not even doing it. And so we get the whole opportunity to do it again. And so it was another person like her that, that wanted to have this whole tick for tack or just wanted to be rude and thought they could talk to me any way that they thought they could talk to me. Um, and at this point, I had discernment, you guys. I had discernment. I had clarity. And that's another thing. Before you even do left-hand work, you you should be consulting um with your ancestors you should be consulting with your spirit guides to have insight because the ones that have your best interest of course because that's how you're going to get better clarity too because sometimes we may think we have clarity and we may not and sometimes we have to do that divination talk with the ancestors talk with the spirit guides and see what they're saying. and once they you know say like hey this really is going on then you definitely have the goal. You definitely have better discernment. And so I just knew this person was fucking with me. And I remember one time, like, this person coming over to me, talking really, really crazy. And instead of me being, like, instead of me just being heated, instead of me just being mad, like, all I was thinking, like, there was just this sense of calmness that kind of came over me for whatever reason. Like, there was just a sense of calmness. And this download from Spirit was like, you don't have to be in this type of environment. Like, you don't have to be in this type of environment where people are making you feel like this. Like, you don't. And so I took that and I was like, I was just sitting there. She was talking, not even really paying attention to what the fuck she was saying. But I was just sitting there and I'm like, this is really the last time that this person is going to be talking crazy like this to me. And so... After that whole situation, I think a day or two, um, when I was at home, was like, let me, you know, talk to the ancestors. Let me get permission because that's one thing just within my, what I practice and stuff. Before I do anything, you know, love work, money work, um, defensive work, you know, whatever. It don't matter what it is. Before I do anything, I always get um, permission from my ancestors um, with who I work with because they, they have my best interests. And so, this some definition and you know, told them what was going on, and then I, you know, I shuffled my cards, and they were definitely here for it. They was like, you no, know, like, see what's going on, you know, do what you have to do, and in the process, we're going to help assist that, and they did help assist that with me when I was doing whatever it is that I did. You know, I called upon my ancestors, and they was there with me, doing that working letting me be able to protect myself and so after that whole situation happened the whole environment for me changed mentally I was better and I was um more happier because <laughs> because of what I did with my ancestors and now the person can you know even if person won't say nothing to me if my shoe wasn't tied they can't even muster up the strength to say that because There's this like energy force. There's like this boundary there that has been set place and forth to where now you can't do anything to me because you don't respect boundaries because you don't have boundaries. Now I have to do this. And I know, I don't know if I'm like jumping here and there, you know, not really saying what, when and where and how and all this kind of stuff. I ain't trying to, you just read between the lines, you guys, if you're trying to figure out where, Okay. (laughs) Because one thing about it, it's a lot of watchful spirits. This is a whole, whole another conversation, but it's a lot of damn watchful spirits when it comes to me. Just people that are very watchful for whatever reason and wanna, you know, I ain't got time for people being Spencer Reed and trying to put stuff together. Okay? Because I just really don't have time for that. Some weird people out here. Anyway, back to what I was saying, you guys. That situation was handled. And that was a situation where i consulted with my ancestors i had good discernment and that person was bringing on karma to me i had the right to defend myself i had that right because they were just just putting out negative energy towards me for no reason and you know this is another thing i didn't automatically after the first time or the second time I didn't automatically go and just do left-hand work because Just because somebody say this, just because somebody say that don't mean you have to just, you know, be on 10 and go and have to do some left hand work or whatever. You know, it's not always like that. That's why, you know, but if you see a certain pattern with people, if you do try to communicate, you know, even if you do try to communicate and you you still see a certain pattern, sometimes you have to be able to love yourself enough to where you like, hey, I'm not doing this no more. I'm going to have to do what I have to do. You know, when I had to go and also just for karma reasons, I don't know if I really explain karma, karma balancing, but it's like, that's, that's a whole nother thing. Like a lot of people that are on this love and light train, they'll be like, oh, you know, karma, blah, 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 blah. This is a thing you guys, when it comes to karma, do I believe in karma? Yes. Okay. When you do good things, good things come back. When you do bad things, bad thing comes back. I believe karma in that way. But I also believe when it comes to karma, that there just has to be a balance between people when it comes to karma. And so if you are putting in a lot of negative energy and sending negative energy my way, I have the right then to balance out that karma. You know, karma will always be balanced out. That's what people don't get. You know, even when it comes to like reincarnation and stuff, like even when you look up stuff on like reincarnation, like when pe- when you look at um, certain lives that people have lived and how karma was built on a lifetime and that karma was never balanced. And so now they come back into a new life and have to balance out this karma and all this kind of stuff. I'm just going to balance it out right here and there. So we have the right to balance out karma That's what. You know, and that's just a whole belief system. That's like just a whole mindset thing. So, of course, not everybody's going to believe that belief or whatever. You know, this is just my own insight. This is just me talking and telling you guys what it is in my own perception. Because, like I said, it's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of fear, it's a lot of all of that for no reason. That's just how I believe. I'm not telling you guys how to believe. I'm just trying to put this stuff out here so you can be more at ease. I'm just trying to uh, alleviate some of you guys' fear if you do have any fear when it comes to left-hand work. Yes, you have the right to um, defend yourself. You have the right to balance out that karma. And so back to what I was saying earlier, you guys, when I say it's a means of self-love. I say it was a means of survival and it was a means of self-love. Protecting yourself is self-love many things in magic deals with self-love okay peace having peace having a good environment making sure that when you go in this room or when you or when you go to where you live that there's peace in your house there's peace where you work you have that right to have peace peace is love peace is a form of self-love when it comes to your money protecting your money that's a form of self-love. If you go going to work and somebody's always fucking with you and just eating you on, trying to trigger you and making you um, not be of love and making you almost lose your job and stuff. And you have to do what you do, have to do to protect your money. That's a form of self-love. Your house. Form of self-love. Protecting your house. Form of self-love. That's where you live. That's, that's your sacred place. That's where you do many of the things that you do in private. Okay, Protecting your future. Self-love. Some people will try to tarnish your future. Some people will be jealous of you. Send you the evil eye and all this kind of stuff. And you got to reverse some stuff back. You got to send it back and be like, I don't want that. No, I don't want it. And you got to reverse it and send it back. Because you've seen what happened. you seen the story I told you what happened last year. When this old man tried to... This old man that could have been my daddy tried to tarnish my future. But I had a right to protect myself. Nobody has a say-so in my peace. Nobody has a say-so in my money, my where I live, and my future. Nobody has to say so. Like I have the say-so in everything that happens in my reality. That's pretty much it when it comes to this whole thing of left hand work and all of this. I just want people to know that they have the right to do it. And I want people to know that they can do it. You know, I don't want people to have fear and all these misconceptions about it. There's nothing wrong with defending yourself. You know, you have to do a little light. You got to do a little dark when it comes to this journey. You just is. Or you just going to always do love and light and just be down in the, and down in the gutter. You know what I'm saying? You really going to let people, you know, have autonomy over your life? This is your life, you know you you gotta live it to the fullest and live it how you want and create your own reality and this really wasn't really an episode over ways to protect yourself, you know it's not that type of episode <laughs> you know this is this is a way of just explaining left hand work and why you have the right um of course, like like I said, sometimes I try to sometimes I try to like not say too much um and eventually, I feel like you know maybe i can share some of the stuff that i do maybe not on a podcast platform because it's just too public um maybe somewhere more private just some of the stuff i do not even just for protection stuff but just stuff in general just maybe on a more private platform or whatever eventually i would probably like to do that in the future um and i just only say that because um you know some stuff you just can't publicize like you know some stuff you can't, you can't like especially when you belong to like certain practices you can't always just publicize certain things in it that's why i really don't share um certain stuff with in practices a lot like sometimes i'll even create a youtube video and i'll just take it down because i'm like "Mm, nah, (laughs) you know but um that's just something for the future and something to think about but um yeah that's pretty much it so thank you guys so much for Listening to this podcast episode, supporting the podcast. I love you guys so much. Again, um, you can, again, I'm going to be putting my email in my bio. So, like, if you guys have anything you want to talk about or anything that you want to say, any feedback, you know, you can email me there. You can also find me on Instagram at intuitivelyunapologetic. We also are on, um, you, you know, you can also listen to the podcast on Apple, and Spotify, other streaming services. And so, yeah, you guys, I love you guys so much. Thanks for supporting the podcast and I will talk to you guys later.